to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We're covering Love is Blind Season 2, Episodes 7 through to 8. Not 6 to 8, as I uh, saw sort of this morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Chris, we're starting off with episode uh, 7, and I guess we, we can just focus on the couples, can't we? Which couple would you like to focus on today? Uh, well, I think a lot. It, it, there's a lot of stuff with each couple. Um, I think Shane and Natalie is the main thing. Jarrett and Sal have a bit of a chat, clear the air, nothing goes on there. It's like, yeah, you're my boy and all this fucking nonsense, best mates again. But Shane and Natalie again, there's always this niggle with him and, and Shane tells Natalie about Shane is saying that's a fraudulent relationship. Um, Natalie didn't seem that bothered. She was laughing and, and they're like, do you want to make mm. babies and all that? And that seems to be a thing. I just, I don't know. I mean, I know in episode eight, we, we meet the families, but I don't know what it is about Shane, Dave. We say it every episode, something's off with him. Completely, and I'm not buying any of it. I've not buying any of this relationship. We've said it every single time we've talked about this couple. She's all in, he's not. I liked it when we met his mum, and there was a context he'd lost his father and everything, and he was all that. I did like that, and it sort of mm. it gave us a bit of it peeled back that skin of the dude bro fucking jock that he tries to be and this laughing and mm. joking character. I did like that. I like that grounding of him slightly, and, and she seemed all in on his on Natalie as well, but it's just something's there all the time and I can't shake it at all with him. See, I think I, I'm not a fan of Shane, but I think in these two episodes, he went up a little bit in my estimation because straight away after the whole Shane thing, I'm rubbing my hands, Chris, and thinking, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to get saucy from here. Uh, but no, he just he just went straight to Natalie and was, well, again, who knows how much time had elapsed. But, you know, he had that conversation with Natalie. He could have chosen a different path. He could have just not said anything. And then, you know, we've seen it on mass. And we just have a have a side conversation, you know, keep that conversation with Shana going. Uh, whereas no, he's, he was open about it. You know, he's, he's a little bit concerned at first that, you know, as Shane is basically calling out our, uh, relationship as fake. Has she got any reason to do that? You know, or is she just stirring the shit? So I thought he played that as well as he could, to be honest. I, I thought it was, it was good of him to, to be completely open and transparent about that whole conversation. And I'm sure, it's probably, you know, it's certainly in the reunion. I imagine that's all going to come back, you know, and uh, yeah. Natalie's going to be a bit annoyed and, and uh, feisty about it then. But no, I thought where I thought it was going to go with the whole, you know, this relationship is going to be rekindled. It, it doesn't seem like it is going to go there. No, it's not. And it was a bit strange because when they were talking, and I'm with you, Dave, I think the second episode, we got more of who the real Shane is. It was when he was talking to Natalie, and I didn't know the context of him losing his father, which obviously is terrible. But he was talking about him as if he was still here, which you, you may, may, I know some people still do that. It's a hell of an mm. adjustment and you never get over that. I know that, uh, unfortunately, Sam knew with a dad. It's been six years and every day, even now, it's a struggle. So I mm. get it. But it, it's... It was weird because he was like, well, my parents both drink, yours don't. 
And it was like everything she yeah. said, his parents were the opposite. But she did say he brings me out of my com- comfort zone. He does things. And I liked his mum. I thought his mum was really nice, to be honest. I thought she, she seemed really nice. And that's the one thing I got of these two episodes of every couple as we go through them is the fucking parents are not buying into any of it, Dave. <laughs> yeah. But Shane's mum did. And we'll get onto some of the others. But I love that. When I said it about The Bachelor, when you get to meet the parents and one of the dads or the mums, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Why am I in front of a camera sort of thing? I mean... When yeah. Shane meets Nat- <laughs> Natalie's parents, it was a bit weird because Natalie's mum was kicking off and everything. She explained what she'd been doing, but these cameras there, they fucking must have shot that a few <laughs> times. Even though I, I, I think maybe initially she probably didn't know what was going on. It did seem a little bit too convenient. She's shaking her going, oh, I'm happy about this. And I'm thinking, well, you've walked in on multiple shots here. We're getting shots of Shane <laughs> shopping down the street like he's coming. I'm not buying all that, Dave, I must admit. Yeah, it's. it depends how far you take it, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I'm completely shocked. What, you're on a TV show? <laughs> I wondered what all these people were doing here, all the camera crew and everything. Um, I don't know. I mean, she she didn't necessarily have to tell her that she's on Love is Blind, did she? She just has to say, look, I'm on a reality TV show. uh, Can you come over? I mean, I imagine she she must have said something, you know, while you're going through the whole auditioning process and, and what have you. Um, I'm guessing they have to sign NDAs, but, you know, come on. You're going to say something, I would have thought, especially if, you know, they're close to their parents. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, I I think it's possible that you could get to this stage and they don't know you're on Love is Blind, but it's improbable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Dave, I've got to say, the couple that entertain me the most in these two episodes, wasn't Shane Natalie for a change? I was all in on Danielle and Nick. Now, yeah, <laughs> we we have called out Danielle, and there's still the self-destruct button that she keeps pushing and she keeps pushing. But he, we have, it's finally clicked now that why he's single at 36 years old because we get to meet his pair, his mum, and his sisters. And they start laying into him about his hygiene and his OCD. And he can see at one yeah. point, he puts his fingers up as if to two say... Two showers a day. Yeah, yeah two <laughs> showers a day. And now wrong with you if you want to be clean, no, no problem. But Daniela's has laid into him a few times, quite wrongly from what we've seen on the edit. She's just gone from like 0 to 100. It completely consumes her. She's like thinking of things that may happen that haven't happened. I don't think he's as innocent, Dave. I come away in these two episodes thinking this is why she's so arsy with him. This is why she doesn't believe everything because there's something going on. And when she came out in them suits, which obviously with the camera, he got fucking weird. And Joe's like, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go and, and, and cool off. And I'm thinking, this isn't normal. So for me, I thought Nick was the complete bell end this time, Dave. Danielle still is there and that niggles there. But I did not like Nick at all. I thought he was fake as fuck, to be honest. I I didn't see it that he was he was being a, a he was being fake. I, I just saw it that these are two completely different people. Did, did you ever watch? Uh, there was a sitcom years ago, uh, Dharma and Greg. No, no, did never watch that. It's one of those. You know, Channel Four used to roll all the sitcoms out, and if you're on holiday or something, you know, you catch a bit of daytime TV. 
and it, it, like Dharma was, she was a bit of a uh, like yoga instructor, and she's quite free spirited and everything. And uh, Greg was like Harvard educated attorney, you know, very straight laced, and and the whole sitcom was just about their conflicting worlds essentially that's these two you know she's dressed up as a fucking hot dog and and like talking about <laughs> her friends dancing on the yeah. tables and stuff and this is a guy who's so ocd about his cleanliness and everything it's just it's not gonna fucking work is it you know from from episode one they look fairly strong but i think the i i, I don't want to say the age gap but the maturity gap is just massive and these two are just never going to work for me. I, I honestly, I, I, I've done the the one eighty completely on these. The, there's just no way. And and again, it's no one's fault. I don't think. You know, there's someone out there for both of them, but I think they just have to be closer in terms of that maturity, in terms of where they are in their life. And uh, yeah, these two are just too far apart for me. Yeah, they're completely all over the place. It's just, I think it just, it for me, it gave me the clarity that there was something off with Nick and that, not off as in there's anything wrong with him, but the OCD thing has obviously been a massive problem for him throughout his life. And I didn't, I didn't really appreciate his mum and his sisters laying into him. His mum was having none of it with Danielle. <laughs> yeah. None of it at all. That fucking poker face was just the worst ever. Oh, she was, was like, no, there was no poker face at all, was there? No, it's just like, it's just... I do not like what's going on, but ultimately, yeah. you know, it's your decision, but I don't agree with it, is the yeah. subtext. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you say, they just, they disagree again. She storms off or he storms off and they're both left sat there and I'm just, and I'm like you, I'm just thinking, why fucking bother? You just, you, yeah. you're not going to do it. Um but yeah, anyway, but Dave, what about, so Jarrett and Liana went back to um, the house, went to see Jarrett's dad, he's a minister, and his mum, and they were chatting away about like, he was, he's, he's never ordained, you know, never married anyone, sorry. And he watched, and I, I must admit, they have a bit of a lump in the throat at that point, you know, I thought yeah. it was lovely that. I kind of want to adopt him as my dad. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, he's better than mine, honestly, Dave, so yeah. <laughs> honestly, I, I was the same, uh, you know, he was talking about being offered, you know, to do speeches at weddings. And he's like, no, you know, because the first time I speak at a wedding is is for your wedding. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. He was just, uh, he just said all the right things, didn't he? And, uh, you know, utterly supportive. Uh, yeah. And, and these two, Chris, I, I, I yeah. think it work, you know. I thought the whole Mallory thing would throw them off, but... Uh, I think out of all the couples, these look, you know, the the most compatible. Yeah, they do. And I'm with you, Dave. And and you know, I don't know whether you felt the same, but when we saw Liana's family, right? Yeah, fucking mum and dad, I thought, fuck me, her mum's young. She looks really young. And then her dad looked cool. He's like, he looks about 40. Odd. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. It's the fucking same age as me, these two. I've got a 21-year-old <laughs> daughter. This is me and you, this. This is like if it yeah. was us, if we were on the show. Like, <laughs> So both of them, I didn't think it was a mum. I thought it was a sister. I thought she looked, a dad wasn't buying it. He was a bit like, you know, his intentions. I've got to say, Jarrett's yeah. got a proper top voice, Dave. He speaks, he sounds older than his years, speaks really well. And the only thing's a bit iffy for me. I'm not happy about this going out with his mates till three in the morning. 
You you don't do shit like that. That's why I'm, I'm not convinced that he's all in. That's the only thing that's niggling with me at the moment. Mm. And actually, I, I think it might have been from the second episode, but the, and this will be interesting on what your perspective is. But when she's like sat on the table and he's there playing his games with his headset on. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, Chris, you've been married for like 20 years so i can imagine you and sam in this sort of situation but at least you have a different room but so early in the relationship i just felt like that was a bit weird and and it was like he was completely he was zoned out and and obviously you know yourself if you're playing games you have to be tuned into the game but she was wanting to have a conversation and and he's just like yeah okay and then like he's still got his headphones on (laughs) <laughs> it's relatable. It's like all right. <laughs> <laughs> I did think of me, Dave. I did think of me because even yesterday, so you know, like uh, behind the scenes, we've just been doing this complete renovation of our living room. Sam decided she's what this twenty for ages. We've been replastering, decorating, all I've done since Good Friday. He's built. Oh, well, Thursday we're off. He's built units, tidy the house. So I've still not finished everything. He's nearly done. And yesterday, so. You know this as well. I tell everyone. We, we, I was like, I don't want the living room doing. I have my own room. We have a we have a massive long living room with a double doors between us. But that's my room, which is my gaming room where I do all the podcasting. I've got all my consoles in there. So when Sam's watching all the soaps for a couple of hours every night, I usually come and game with my brothers and stuff like that. And we're all online. I purposely said to her, if we're going to do this, I want a, a good telly in here, sixty-five inch. I, as you know, I scoured everywhere. I've got the latest Sony Bravia. Not this isn't a boast. It's like we've gone in, we're going in big. We're buying that. But really, this Sony Bravia is for the PS5, Dave, which is completely compatible. You turn the channel on, it turns a PS5 on. It has all the latest um, 4K variable refresh rate, all this stuff that we don't need. And Sam said yesterday, I get the telly on, uh, which I've said to you off the podcast, it was at the wrong height. Sam's there, like, and we've done everything. I built all these units. I'm knackered. I want to watch the football United were playing. And I'm sat there pissing about on the PlayStation. And she's running around trying to put stuff <laughs> up. And she's talking to me. And I'm going, yeah. Yeah. And she's going, what are you doing? Can that not wait? And I'm going, no. And I'm setting it up. So I've got the screen right. I've got these 8K uh, HDMI cables in the right port. I'm having to update the telly. I'm frustrated because the telly won't update. So literally Dory out of finding Nemo again, Dave, but she's going mad at me. And this is after 24 years of being married. Like, you know, so as soon as she was doing it, someone do it to me. She'll come in and start talking to me and have to mute the mic. And then the lads on my brothers and I'll be like, Sam's just coming. Oh, yeah, my brother's doing the same. You can hear the missus is talking to him. They're all just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, can I take 10 grand out of your account? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Go away. See ya. You know what I mean? So Sam does it to me all the time. So when she was talking to him, that's a little bit in his world. I'm pissing myself going, I have them conversations all the time with Sam about when I'm gaming. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So, so yeah, Dave, you are correct in your analysis, my friend. That was a Chris Phelps moment if I ever saw it. <laughs> But yeah, I think, um, I mean, he's 31, isn't he, Jarrett? Yeah. So again, you would think, you know, around about this point in his life, he's kind of, he's going to have to make some sacrifices. Again, you know, we we laugh about the parallel with you and, and the gaming and stuff, but, but you, you know, had Jordan fairly young. Yeah. So, you know, Jordan's grown up now. So, you know, you can kind of have those, 
uh, other pastimes and stuff. When, especially when babies come along, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to make some sacrifices there. Yeah, of course you are. Of course, you are. and you're right because I sort of encompass like when I used to get Jordan out of the cot, Dave, she'd be sat on my chest or sat on my lap while I gamed. You know what I mean? Give her a bottle, sort it out. She'd be asleep. Sam come down many a time. I'll be on my PS2 playing a bit Grand Theft Pro Evo. Pro Evo, Grand <laughs> Theft. There's plenty of pictures of her sat with me when she was three or four weeks old. Gaming, is, I mean, she's a gamer herself, big gamer like me. So that's my fault again. But yeah, you're right. There's a difference. You know that you've got three lovely kids. So it's it, the, the, you've got to prioritize. Them moments don't come. You've got to pick your fights, haven't you? And things like that. But when you're so early in the relationship, and she's trying to sort of, and it's a TV show. I wasn't convinced he was completely playing as a gamer, Dave. I'll be honest with you. But he, he <laughs> sort of, the way he was talking, it makes sense. You see people when the, when the soaps and the TV shows and they're playing games and they're just fucking whacking every button like, oh my God. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's not how you game. But anyway, you go with it. But no, I'm with you. I think there's a few little flags there, Brianna, which is not her fault. And I'm sort of thinking, is he just doing this for the experiment and he's going to bin her off? But I do think they've got the best chance out of any of the couples at the moment of surviving. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, we talked about, we sort of mentioned Mallory there. What, what do you reckon about Mallory and Sal? Because, I mean, they hit a little bit of a bump in the road again, didn't they? Yeah, but you know what, Dave? I'm calling out Sally because Mallory, for some... I mean, I said to you in the last episode, she's done a 180 and now she's all in and she was getting emotional and that. I love the, the guitar thing with his mate in the flat and everything. I didn't... I, it wasn't... It didn't feel David Brent-like. It, it was almost cringeworthy. But, so, do you not think... Because I felt did. that it did, right? I felt <laughs> it was very David Brent, although it was in tune. You know, when, uh, you know, Gareth's singing to, uh, <laughs> singing <laughs> along to Free Love on the Free Love Highway. But she obviously, you know, it hit a note with her and she got all emotional about it. So I thought, well, for her, it did the job. But I thought it was fucking cringe, me. Oh, you know what? I didn't, I, no, I didn't think it was bad. But what I would say is, Dave, there's something not right about Sal. Because why did that girl turn up at his sister's apartment? And they had a falling out and was adamant that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. And he's like, oh, I yeah. said it was an open relationship. Now, Sal's always been the good guy in this relationship. He's always been the moral conscience. Mallory's the one who's had a doubt. She's been dead up front. She's not been sly. There was a little conversation with Jarrett. We looked a bit off. Nothing came of it. It was the end of it. Jarrett went his way. She went hers. Then there was this, we're in a relationship. We love each other. I'm not convinced with Sal, Dave. I think he's a bullshit, and I think that he's in this just for the fame, like most of them are. But that was so off. Why would a girl just randomly turn up at your sister's apartment? She obviously knows them. She spent time with him, and he tried to fob that off. So I think that might come back and bite him on the ass. It was a bit weak, wasn't it? His yeah. explanation about that. I, I found it very weird as well and, and sort of thought, all oh, right, okay, it's, it's maybe a fake nice guy kind of thing, and he's he's just playing it up. Um, no, it was, it, it was very, very strange. And, and, you know, I, I think let's see where they go. I mean, he, he might be able to just brush that off, but, uh, yeah, that, that certainly it turned the tables, didn't it? And, and just put him in, put the spotlight on him for a change. And, uh, yeah, it just makes you feel like he's, he's maybe just playing up for the cameras. 
Mm, definitely, definitely. Well, what do you think, Dave, as well about Shake and Deep Teeth? So I'm I think it's fucking weird, all this stuff with Shake. It's like it's like going out with my sister, my cousin, my auntie. Yeah. Uh, these, I'm not bothered about sex, but I want to come home. I love the girl, the family thing. I just find the whole thing bullshit. I mean, I think someone said, well, you usually say you should marry your, your best friend, or it might have been even Deep Tooth said it, but what is he doing, Dave? It's so bizarre. The poor girl's just been strung along here, and he's, he is not here for anything other than a profile raise, I don't think. Yeah, I, and the thing is, he never fucking shuts up about it as well, does he? The fact that no. he's not really sexually attracted to her and, you know, uh, yeah, it, it comes off quite badly, I think. And and I think his mum did it in a very nice way, uh, but what she was actually saying was, you know, I identify with Deep Tea more in this moment. She's basically saying, like, you're being a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it, it's like you have got an absolute corker there. And all you keep doing really is comparing to other people you've been with. And, and you know, let's face it, he's called it out. He's never been out with an Indian girl before. And, you know, he's he's only dated white women. So, you know, he's comparing her to, you know, all these white women or, you know, certainly some of the white women that he's been with and, and that he's wanted to rip their clothes off and stuff. And it's like, well, those relationships didn't work out for you. And, and I don't know, you. he's allowed to like who he likes, but I don't like how he keeps going on about it to everyone, to like his family, to his mates, to the other contestants and stuff. Um, and at, at some point, I think she might get a bit bored of it. Yeah, I think so. I think so, Dave. I think she deserves better. I think he's just a blagger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just don't get how you would say to someone you're supposed to be in love with. Well, you just, you know, there's nothing there for the sex and that. Well, what the fuck are you doing together? It, it's going to encourage cheating one way or the other. I don't necessarily think from her. I think Shake wants her in his life, but he doesn't want that side of it. I think he'll he'd probably cheat on her. That, that's my guess anyway. But yeah, it's weird, very weird. But also, Dave, we had the um, the wedding dresses and the suits, didn't we? Which was mm. it wasn't really. Uh, What's it called? Bridesmaids. I'd saw that in the cinema, but uh, there was no one there <laughs> jumping in the toilet. But but it was just strange. Got members of the family there. A little bit strange, like people like Mallory, like oh, my mum and my sister couldn't come. Are they buying into it? Because her mum had done a bit of a grilling as well of Sal, and yeah. sort of what was she? What's your second name? He's like Perez, and she wasn't buying into it at all. So mm. th- there's going to be that discontent. You know what families are like, Dave. Fuck me, families. I know that better than anyone. My family's huge, but fuck me, if someone's not falling out with somebody, a, a family do, or someone's not liked someone's post on Facebook and fucking bollocks. You get all that, Dave. All that nonsense. So, so I can get it. And then the the son or daughters in a reality show that they don't approve of, then there's not going to be too much there. But yeah, that was a bit too finger the Lachey was there once she what's what's um wife called? She's on Ultimatum as well, isn't she? Um Nick's wife. Is it Vanessa? Oh I forget. Yeah. I Vanessa, but I might be wrong there. But anyway, very that was just a bit shitty, I thought. I didn't think I've got to say Dave, we're eight episodes in. And then we are literally picking at straws here, aren't we, to find some drama after maths. We've got a proper hangover with this series. I think it is a bit of a hangover series, isn't it? It's it's not bad. Um, but, yeah, scratching around. I, I mean, I thought the 
the trying on of the dresses and stuff and and the the wedding suits and the forced conversations about how the relationship's going i i just found a bit by the numbers um uh, you know again nick and danielle probably that was uh the more kind of entertaining bit where they're disagreeing about the cake testing and stuff or cake tasting um but yeah i i i was expecting a little bit more from this series and maybe if we hadn't watched episode one episode uh season one maybe i'd have felt differently because it would have all been new um but as we come into the last couple of episodes and then we've got the reunion after that yeah i must admit just not really feeling this series at all no no, not at all. And I know we're doing, we're going to be covering Ultimatum and I'm already three or four episodes into that and that is so much better <laughs> than, than, than this. And it's made by the same people, <laughs> but it is. It just is. They've got the casting right on that, whether we agree with and the characters and we'll we'll, we'll start our reviews on that soon. But yeah, that, that that is totally night and day for me, Dave. That's more what I was expecting this series would be. Even Temptation Island's not been great. So this, no. the, this is this ultimatum has stood out already is a lot better. I think it it's just I, I don't want to repeat myself because I'll probably say this on the when we start doing ultimatum, but there's something magical about that first season, isn't there? Yeah, you know when when no one knows what the rules are, and they seem to get people who, at least on the surface, are, are less polished, less there for their social media career because they they don't know what it is. Whereas if you go on to say Love Island now, or Maths, or or, or all, you know, certainly Bachelor, that's probably the gold standard, isn't it? That's all about your social media following. You know, you know if you appear on one of these shows, you know what the outcome is going to be. Assuming that that you can hang around for a few episodes in there get plenty of screen time either be portrayed as a hero or a villain you know you know what the outcome is going to be whereas these season ones it's more of a gamble for people they don't know is it is it going to be a single town you know where basically three people and a dog watch it (laughs) (laughs) that was me and you one of those yeah (laughs) um you know so i i think we're we're certainly going to have to be on the lookout for these season ones, I think, where the premise yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see if it gets commissioned for the second one, Dave. I mean, look at Singletown. We know it didn't have a lot of viewers because you got uh, personally attacked by one of the contestants, didn't you, Dave? Fuck off, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, whoever it was, where he's been cheating, cheating all around it's town. It's like, uh, where the fuck did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> How did you know that true story? No, it wasn't true. That's a fucking backtrack. Then he's giving me aggro. <laughs> I remember you going, you need to check the DMs. I was like, why? You went, I've been a go at you about something you said on the podcast. Because <laughs> we were probably the only podcast covering single town. What we would I actually quite yeah. enjoyed. It wasn't a bad show, to be it honest. It wasn't bad, but, was it? It wasn't yeah. bad. And, and actually, Ultimatum is not that different from single town but the only thing is there's no separation so whereas like single town temptation island they keep them separate the added sauce i think or the added spice is the fact that they're all there at the same time they're all you know socializing in the same bars and stuff need to do this yeah Yeah. (laughs) Let's wrap up Love is Blind and then get on to this because yeah. that is, uh, I, I'm the same. <clears throat> I think 
that is so much better a series. Definitely. Right, Dave, you've got me fucking juices going now. So <laughs> thank you everyone for listening today. As always, we do appreciate it. If you want to support us, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CD reality cast. If you want to email us, CD reality cast at gmail.com. And then if you don't follow us on social media at CD reality cast. So a little bit of an update. I'm trying to get these designs together. A few people have expressed interest on in our Facebook, Chris and Dave's reality TV cast over on Facebook for the water bell end t-shirt Dave. So I've got a few designs. <laughs> I haven't sent them over to you yet because I've been busy renovating my house, but this next few days, I'm going to send them over for you to have a look at Dave and tweak or whatever. And then we might try and get a storefront up to see if people are interested. We've had a few say they want get a t-shirt. I mean, Sam said, why don't you just do like the, the picture thing where you have the bell and then just says end, you know, like the two pictures. But I think that could be a way around it. I, I, I like that. I mean, a bit of a radical idea, Chris. We could have more than one design. Yes, yes, we could, Dave. <laughs> I've got a few. I have to say, I have to say, all I can think, if you go to fucking Fiverr, just make sure you give them a better spec than that ridiculous <laughs> logo. <laughs> it's brilliant. All I can think when you talk about the storefront is that logo. Me and you, it's the worst <laughs> fucking logo ever. It's you look like you look like you've got no hair. I look nothing like I look like I've been on a bit of a diet day, which isn't a bad thing. But uh, yeah, it, it's not it's not the fucking best. That look, I thought it was hilarious. I put it up there, and you were like, you "Get that you off!" Fucking I look like myself. fucking Dwight from uh, the <laughs> yeah, US <you> office. <laughs> He's fucking... T- and then we said to him, can you change it? And all he did was put some extra hair on the front of your head. That was it. That's the only thing for a fucking fiver. I want more than that, the fucking wank. I think it costs more than a fiver to design that. What a flag that is. I, um, I, I, yeah, I think that was... Uh, it was. It was definitely more than a fiver. I think you pushed the boat out, you know, to get a good one. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went I've designed one myself here have a go with this and we went with that I think it was embarrassing wasn't it? I think, no I think we went back to the original didn't we yeah we did the CD reality cast one we, yeah, wanted, yeah. we wanted us sat around a table or something didn't we oh it's awful I'll have to put it on Facebook it's fucking brilliant I love it I love just just sending it you randomly Dave yeah. <laughs> give me abuse <laughs> But anyway, I think <laughs> let, let's let's discuss the t-shirt designs at some point when you have some drafts. Yeah, I will do. I will. I will. Good stuff, mate. Right. Anyway, it's Easter Sunday, Dave. It's time to go and eat more Easter eggs today, and then we're back in training tomorrow. So uh, let's uh, enjoy it while we can, my friend. Thank you much. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> and uh, thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.